What's up, guys? It's Annie here, back with another episode of Courtside with Camden. Today, we have a very special guest, all the way from his new home in Kentucky. It is Will Levis. What's up, Will? Hey, Anna. Thanks for having me. Great to see you again. Yeah, it's great. I'm so happy to have you on here. Obviously, I wish you were still on our campus, but bigger and better things are ahead for you, I'm sure. Um, You have been at Kentucky for about five weeks now. How was Big Blue Nation's welcome for you? How has those first couple of weeks been? They've been very welcoming. As soon as I committed and made it public on my social media, I had a great outreach from the fans. They definitely have a great fan base, just like Penn State did. So I felt very welcomed. And then with the team and the coaches and uh, the people on the staff and the players, I felt just as welcome with them. I really meshed with their personalities and I feel at home here, so couldn't be happier. What are there any like major differences that you've noticed so far in that short time from Penn State? I think that uh, the geological difference just with where Kentucky is being a little down south, it is like the northern northernest school in the SEC. So it's not like super south, but uh, I have met a lot of like southern people. So that southern draw <laughs> get used to a little bit. But in terms of like the football and uh, how the programs run, it's honestly not too uh, dissimilar from Penn State. I mean, offensively, we are running a little bit different of an offense from what I'm, uh, I've previously been experienced with, and I'm excited for it. I think it suits my strengths well, so that's one thing I had to kind of adjust to. A lot of the, a lot of the plays and kind of like the framework of it is similar, but just getting the terminology down and just uh, learning it, how the coaches want you to learn it, it's um, something that I actually have been, had to do in the past couple of years with different coaches I've had at Penn State, which has been nice because I'm used to that process but just with a whole different community and a whole different um, program and kids around you, uh, definitely adds a little bit of a challenge, but I've been able to take it on and it's been going well. What do you foresee as your biggest challenge like this coming season adjusting to a new school? I think that for me, it's just coming in here and being the new guy and still trying to have that leadership mentality with all these new faces around me because when you when you have made friends with kids for the past couple of years and they know who you are and they know what to expect from you it's easier to kind of step up and be that kind of uh leader that they're looking for but for me it's like in order to be a good leader you have to kind of approach guys and try to push them in different ways based on 100 so um that's one of the biggest things i think that um people might not understand you can't just be the same leader to every person especially with a big team like football you gotta get to know guys and know what works for them what gets through their head and um what you can say or do to them that can really make them maximize their potential so um been able to kind of get that process started but i kind of just gotta really dive into that this summer get to know the guys as well as i can and then uh just be be a leader and be able to push everyone around me to be the best that they can possibly be hundred percent. I mean, obviously as a quarterback, like you are an immediate leader for a team, regardless of if you're new or not. And I think so much of leadership, as you mentioned, is like relationships and people don't realize as much. It's not always about being the best player, or putting up the best stats, but like the relationships that you can build with people to have them respond best to you is so essential um, in creating a successful culture in a team. So you mentioned um, that Southern draw of Kentucky. I'm sure you'll come home with an accent when you go home to Connecticut, but um, when you entered the portal, was being close to home, um, possibly, you know, going back up to Syracuse at Boston College, were that, was that in your mind at all? So the transfer um, recruiting process for me was very different from my initial recruiting process coming out of high school. Coming out of high school, I mean, I had a variety of factors to consider. Being close to home was one of them. It wasn't a huge um, consideration for me. 
Uh, Penn State's not too far, about a five-hour drive. My parents are definitely doable. Um, Kentucky is probably like a 14-hour drive. They're definitely gonna have to fly. Obviously, Penn State, great, great academic school. I was grateful enough to get a great degree from there, and I'll have that to take with me for the rest of my life. Um, and then the community and the social life. I mean, Penn State's a great school. We have a lot of fun there. You know that. Um, being, we're, we're athletes, but we're still college students. We want to have a good time and we want to enjoy our college experience. When it came to the transfer process, it was a lot more simple for me. Um, it pretty much came down to one factor and that was football. And with me already getting my undergraduate degree, obviously I'm pursuing a master's here, but um, my main focus here is football. And I made that very clear with like the teams that I spoke with and my parents were right there with me. Um, it's my goal, it's my ultimate dream to play in the NFL. And if I really wanna do that and stick to it, I need to put football kind of in the forefront of my mind uh, for the time that I'm here and for that decision that I had to make. And um, so inside that football decision, it was both depth chart, where could I play somewhere and, and have a good chance of starting um, immediately. Again, uh, wherever I went, there was gonna be competition. There's competition here. I'm gonna be working through that once camp comes around and I'm already doing that right now. And then on top of that, just what uh, program and what kind of offense and what coaching staff that I could surround myself with to bring the best out of me and that could turn me into a quarterback that could prepare myself as, as well as I could for that next level. So. Um, Closest to home wasn't an issue. All of those uh, considerations were really what I really put into into mind first. Also, side note, like playing in the SEC, best, arguably the best football conference in the country. So, I mean, wanting to prove myself in a great conference and play against great teams, what better way to prepare yourself? So um, those are really the considerations that I took into, into mind. Yeah, when you mentioned the depth, depth chart, there was, um, during this past season for you at Penn State, before the season, after the season, there was always conversation about you being slept on, um, should have been given more chances, should have played more this, that, and the other. How has that, you know, chip on your shoulder or underdog mentality, if you will, kind of fueled your fire to become the best athlete, better version of yourself, um, and work harder? Well, obviously, uh, Sean was named the starter in the beginning of the season. I mean, as he should have, we had a great year uh, the previous year winning the Cotton Bowl. Um, the, the summer before that, I was competing for a job as well. He ended up taking the job and I still got some playing time that year, starting a game and um, contributing in a bunch of others. Um, but winning that Cotton Bowl, coming back this next year, um, got, he got the starting job. And then once the season came around, my, my mindset kind of just immediately turned to not necessarily trying to take the starting job, but just to do anything that the team asked of me. And if the coaches asked me to go in and, and play quarterback, throw the ball around for a little bit, I was gonna do that. If it was going to be me going in short yardage situations and run the ball and use my athleticism, I was going to do that to the best of my ability as well. And then it was kind of after the season where I kind of had to sit back and think like, what do I really want? Um, and where do I feel like I can stand in terms of being a college quarterback? And I did kind of have that chip on my shoulder. I know that I can be a really good starting college quarterback um, that can contribute really well for a team and eventually play at a level that can give me myself an opportunity to play in the NFL. And so that's what kind of led to my decision. And um, I mean, I've always had a chip on my shoulder. I don't need anything to happen to me to put a chip, chip on my shoulder. That's just how I am. That's how I'm built. And um, started from a young age, I mean, just being doubted and little things. Maybe I wasn't doubted, but I just kind of convinced myself that I was. And Everyone I think, is to an extent. Exactly. Um, you can, if you can convince yourself that and um, just put fuel to the fire, I think that it can just give anyone that little edge that they might need to compete at a, at a higher level than they already are. Yeah, I think what you're describing is this level of grit that not all athletes have, but the success, successful ones definitely do. 
And that's an intangible skill. You're born with it, you work your whole life with it, and it ultimately leads to um, successful performances in whatever sport you're playing. What are other intangible skills, um, traits that young athletes and young football players can aspire to have um, to you know, reach the level of success that you are also trying to reach? I think that it'd go back to the conversation we had earlier about just social skills and being a leader. People don't have to understand that you can be a leader in any role that you are. You don't have to be the quarterback to be a leader. You don't have to be the starting point guard to be a leader. You can be a leader in your own mind, in your own way, in any situation that you're in. And it starts with kind of building those relationships and kind of taking a step back and doing whatever you can mentally, physically, emotionally to push others around you and to help your team. And at the end of the day, that's really what a team sport's all about. And it's about the team success. I think that um, people can work on that from a young age and start to realize what they can do to help better those around them. Because once you do that, it just betters yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. If you could go back and change something that you did um, as a recruit, anything or the, a way that you, you know, operated your life in high school, what would you do? Or would you leave it the same? Uh, I think that, so I was actually, I actually had a conversation about this with a younger kid going through the recruiting process earlier this year. And in high school, I really didn't um, take the off the field side of the game in terms of the mental side of it um, as seriously as I do in college. Cause that's where I really realized how important it was. And what I mean by that, I mean, just like watching film and just doing like the little things where studying the playbook and uh, just, off the field kind of drills, not necessarily ones that you're gonna be running in practice that you can just add to your game. And for me, it was like, sure, I had like trainers I went to and like I did camps and stuff and I went out there and practiced, but I kind of uh, relied on just my my physical abilities and just God-given mm -hmm. talent to just trying to better my brain and get that extra edge. And I think that I could have been a much better high school quarterback and ha helped, helped us win a heck of a lot more games. And I think the earlier that guys um, learn how to do that, uh, I think the, the better they'll be once they get to college and the more prepared they'll be because they'll quickly notice when they get to college, if they want to even see the field or see the court, that's a huge part of their game that is often overlooked. Yeah, I think that is such great advice. I would, I very much relate to it as well as I think a lot of college athletes do. Um, when you get to college and, and everyone around you is physically as skilled and gifted as you are, I think the mental side of it is what what really sets apart the elite players from the non-elite players um and exercising your mind like a muscle because it is in a sense my uh personal goal i've set for myself for the summer is to watch two hours of film every day and um, love it with the extra time that i have i mean i always say summer is where the magic happens because everything that you see in the lights during the season um is usually built in in the off season which for college college basketball and football is very much the summer. Um, is nutrition something that you really focus on in your daily life? Like I know um, some people really hone in on it and really think that it affects their bodies and others don't. And I'm really curious about, um, as are the fans who submitted a bunch of questions about this, like what you eat in a day and how much you focus on this. I have been fortunate enough. I'm just waiting for my metabolism to catch up to me. <laughs> because like I've eaten, I don't eat like like bad but like i mean i eat a lot for like how not fat i am <laughs> but I, I this summer actually um i have starting when i was in the portal about three four months ago i kind of 
started focusing in more on cooking for myself, first of all, and two, actually tracking and portioning out what I'm eating. I, I eat pretty light breakfasts, uh, which kind of helped me, I guess. I make sure mm -hmm. to eat something, whether it's like a, a shake and a, a bar of some sort. Um, taking up coffee recently, which I hate myself for. <laughs> but uh, not, not well, weren't a coffee fan. I wasn't. My girlfriend got me into it, and I. Ah, uh, it's always the girlfriend. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to wean off the sugar a little bit. Doesn't taste as good, but gives me a boost, <laughs> which I like. Um, I know you're a big you're a big Chipotle guy. What's your Chipotle order? We gotta ask. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So my, my <laughs> big Chipotle order. I'll probably get it for dinner tonight. Honestly, we get mucho here too. Like. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so that's my, if I'm using mucho, I'm going to Chipotle. And um, so I'll get a bowl with brown rice and black beans. Um, by the way, if you're not getting a bowl at Chipotle, you're doing <laughs> it wrong. Like, I don't care if you like, like having a wrap. If you want to do a wrap, just get a wrap on the side. You get twice as much food if you get a, if you get a bowl. That's true. Have you tried the new quesadillas though? Because those are yeah. fire. You have to order them online though, which is annoying. Sometimes it is. go in there. Um, I'll give you that. But yeah, if I want to get like a full meal out of it, I'll go um, brown rice, black beans, half chicken, half steak, because I've realized that even if you ask for double, it's pretty much the same thing. And it's like, you're paying $2 for nothing. <laughs> and then I'll get a little bit of veggies, like the peppers and onions on it. And then I've recently switched from doing, I used to do the green medium, the green sauce with mm -hmm. a little bit of the hot sauce, but now I'm doing uh, the, the salsa verde. I mean, not the green, I, feel, I sound so like, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you know what all of these things are. Yeah, I'll do the I'll do the salsa now with a little bit of the hot sauce, and then I'll do everything else. So I'll do cheese, corn, guac, sour cream, lettuce, and I'm telling you, if you guys aren't ordering the vinaigrette at Chipotle, everyone says that is the, a game changer. But yeah, that's my that's my order. It's a big fat bowl. Shake it up. I don't, I don't care if it looks fancy. I want everything mixed together. And then I just dive in and it's, it's amazing. I think I literally saw your eyes light up as you were talking about that bowl. <laughs> I'm thinking about dinner, I'm hungry. <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong, but you also have quite this little following on TikTok, have had a couple of videos blow up, is that correct? Not to the level that you are. <laughs> oh, please. I'm not very uh, consistent in my TikTok gang, but game but i have had a couple that have gained some traction and um i should probably get some more content on there yeah yeah well one of the ones that i know gained traction and a couple of my thing were your borat impressions <laughs> <laughs> so i gotta ask you to give us one here will have you seen the movie like do you know anything about it i you asked me about this before and i actually have not seen it well you but your impressions i just already know are on point Oh, uh, yeah. Apparently other people thought I was all right. I haven't tried it in a while, <laughs> but um, I don't know like what I said. I was like, I think there was a list. Yeah, you read words. Of, yeah, it was a list. He goes, very nice. <laughs> Great success. I like you. <laughs> U.S. and <A. laughs> I go to America. Uh, I was, I was Clap it up, everyone. Everyone right. better be clapping through their screens. That's, oh. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Seriously, some great work. I feel like you could gain. My brother Pillow said, You will never get this. <laughs> I feel like you could literally gain a TikTok following from doing that content alone. Yeah, I mean, that's how it started. And then I 
threw a couple on there me throwing a football that was pretty cool and I should probably think of some other stuff to get people's attention but all right so we're gonna wrap this up with a little game of this or that are you ready for it yes I am all right books or movies there is a right answer to this movies that's the wrong answer <laughs> I'm guilty of it but movies yeah. all right Superman or Batman Batman okay we touched on this earlier but coffee or tea it's tough. I, I do like tea, but probably coffee right now. And then iced or hot for that? Hot. Oh, really? I wasn't expecting that. Okay. What do you put in your coffee? Uh, I'll do like, they have those like K-cups at our facilities. So I'll do like the regular like Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts one, whatever they have. And I'll do like a little one like vanilla caramel creamer, like coffee made creamer. That's gotcha. the best my favorite one. So. Gotcha. All right. Burgers or tacos? Burgers. Money or fame? Money. Hey, LeBron or Jordan? Michael Jordan. Ooh. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, come on. I feel like there is a right answer here, but I mean, I'm a, I'm a LeBron fan. Um, I mean, obviously I think it comes with him being my generation, but uh, the MJ documentary almost made me change my mind. I it was the same way. I was LeBron all the way. And then I watched that documentary. I was like, wow. I still think I'm LeBron. I don't know. I think he's. I think he's like the most physically gifted basketball player ever, and like the most do like physically dominant. I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, either way you answer that, you're gonna have people who disagree with you. So I feel like that's the end all be all debate. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Will. Thanks for having me. This was great. Yeah, of course. Everyone, make sure to tune into the next episode of Courtside with Camden. Our guest is someone you are not gonna want to miss.